Happy President's Day to you. It's the Y'all Show on this national holiday, at least. The federal workers are enjoying a day off, and a lot of schools are out across the Southland today on this President's Day. I'm John Rawl, and you are listening to the Y'all Show, where we... We celebrate presidents across the land here on this special day. Although some of us, just like right here at the All Show, are indeed working. But we're glad that you could take some time, whether you're working or enjoy the big holiday. On today's Y'all Show, more news about the weather. We've got flooding. We've got landslides across the southeast. We've got the Daytona 500 being postponed till this afternoon this monday afternoon because of the rain that hit daytona beach on sunday all the weather information that you can handle coming your way momentarily also we've got some information on some arrests for killings in the southeast in fact we actually have an update on a killing from new york city that involves a charlottesville virginia teen and someone i know personally someone who i know her father and this was a big story right around christmas time an update as a 14 year old arrested in the case of the barnard college student tessa majors and i'll actually share with you an email i got from her dad a couple weeks back so a very very hard time on the family but an update on this story that got national attention and she again grew up in charlottesville she is the great niece of tennessee football coach Johnny Majors. So information on that, plus other news, including some information about two of our governors. Henry McMaster makes history in South Carolina and Greg Abbott of Texas. He's in the news because he was not chosen for jury duty. (laughs) And we'll give you the information on all that. Plus, we've got some business news from across the southeast, an agronomics business story involving a $265 million settlement in the boot hill of Missouri. Also, we'll tell you about how a firm from South Carolina has bought out a chain of gas stations that stretch across Mississippi and Arkansas. And the most famous rodeo clown, uh, it appears, Lucille Harris, has died at the age of 83, a Collierville, Tennessee resident. And we'll talk about how he appeared in various TV and movies throughout the years and a legend. In fact, he was just in the Dixie Rodeo in Jackson, Mississippi, I think the day before he died in his sleep in Jackson, Mississippi. So updates on all this coming in our Southern Business Spotlight. And then before the hour is up here on today's Y'all Show President's Day Edition, we're going to have a look at some hashtag hullabaloo, including some President's Day information to pass along, some, some feedback from some of y'all out there on social media so that's coming up here toward the end of the first hour then when we get to the second hour we'll have an update from daytona beach florida where they're going to drop the green flag today and i don't know i'll have maybe between now and hour two i'll find out if the the handful of races the laps they had there at daytona beach if they're going to factor into today or is it a completely clean start of course president trump was in attendance at daytona on sunday perhaps he brought the rain with him from washington dc or maybe just the smog out of the nation's capital but we'll have daytona beach information to pass along it was opening weekend for college baseball and at least the top two teams that have a southern connection had a little bit of a rough time on the diamond this past weekend we'll have info on all that plus xfl week two in the books for the xfl we'll tell you about who won the winners the losers and more then in hour two we've got our takapola storyteller jared short he's coming by with a great report from what's going on down in takapola and one of the things we'll talk to jerry about is running this guy 
used to, I mean, he, he's not doing so much of it these days, but in his prime for several decades, Jerry Short would run at least five miles a day, often 10 miles a day. And I don't know how he did it. And I'm a guy who right now is just barely getting two miles in and it's a struggle for me and if y'all are out there trying to do better here in 2020 maybe jerry's experience his tenure of running all those miles every day will give us a little bit of an inspiration so we're going to go to taco bola for inspiration from jerry short plus we'll get his take on president's day 2020 all that here on the y'all show if you want to connect us we welcome your feedback our number is 803-816-1170 you also can go to our website y'all.com the ultimate guide to the south with incredible information posted there non-stop and don't forget, you can find us on a couple of different podcast options. We're on the Apple Podcast option. Just search for Y'all Show, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn Radio apps. All free of charge. Just look for the Y'all Show, and we're right there. Okay, looking at headlines from across the southeast. This was a continuing story from last week. As we've seen so much rain over the southeast, the water index has to be just surging in most of the southeast right now. And we'll look at what's happening in Mississippi alone. In fact, in the capital city, you've got the Pearl River that flows right near the state capital in Jackson, Mississippi. And with more rain on the way this week, the governor of Mississippi, Tate Reeves, warned residents that it would be days before floodwaters would start to recede in central Mississippi. On Sunday morning, he said that the Pearl River would continue to rise throughout Sunday. And he warned that the state faces a precarious situation that can turn at any moment. As residents in some Jackson, Mississippi neighborhoods were paddling canoes, kayaks, and fishing boats to check on their houses, and in ugly situations, floodwaters have gone over mailboxes, street signs, all this in the Hines County area in Mississippi. Now, a bit of good news coming from that area. Officials at the nearby reservoir there, the reservoir just to the northeast of Jackson, Mississippi, that would be the Ross Barnett Reservoir, if you, in case you're wanting to find it on the map. It's, the water levels there had stabilized on Sunday, and that allowed them, the people there with, I guess, the Corps of Engineers to send less water downriver. The National Weather Service, which had anticipated the river would crest Sunday at 38 feet, on Sunday slightly reduced to 37 and a half feet. The river is now anticipated to crest sometime today. This is the Pearl River jackson mississippi a very scary situation there and a lot of neighborhoods being affected by this the pearl's highest recorded crest was 43.2 feet and that was back in 1979 and here we are looking at this thing maybe potentially cresting somewhere around 39 feet not far off that mark in 2020 so our thoughts are certainly to jackson mississippi we've seen other areas of the southeast deal with flooding and more like birmingham and up across the tennessee line from mississippi you'll go to hardin county where savannah is and on the west side of the tennessee river there there was a landslide over the weekend and just off of chalk bluff the chalk bluff area of hardin county on glendale road at least one house actually fell in a landslide into the Tennessee River. And they've got some footage of that courtesy of one of the TV stations out of Nashville. And it's a scary situation there 
big beautiful bluffs there across west tennessee where the tennessee river and and actually it, on one side it's middle tennessee one side's west tennessee so i should correct myself but on the west bluff there, looking out over the beautiful tennessee river there just to the north uh, and technically it would be downstream from savannah tennessee there in hardin county these homes going off a landslide and luckily the homeowners evacuated before this happened another kind of local place there the catfish hotel had water coming up right to the edge of the restaurant this is right beside the shallow battlefield but i think they're going to be okay from the last information i got there great catfish there at Hagee's, i believe catfish hotel and and a beautiful scene there right on the tennessee river just to the north of the shallow national battlefield and i think the river has crested already there in that part of tennessee the tennessee river where east tennessee or rather i'm sorry that's the one portion of tennessee that's not there you got middle tennessee slash west tennessee that's the kind of the dividing line there and i think it's already crested from what i was told so our thoughts go to everybody downstream from from all of this area that would be going into kentucky lake and on into paducah and more of the tennessee then flows into the ohio which then flows into the mississippi so it's still going to be a major impact on all things downstream including the mississippi river in the days and weeks to come more news out of mississippi a 42 year old inmate has died in the state prison system there making this the 18th prisoner to die in mississippi's prison system since late december as an officer serving breakfast on Sunday found David Lee May unresponsive in his cell at the Central Mississippi Correctional Facility that's in Rankin County. A department spokesperson said officials tried to resuscitate the inmate, but he was later pronounced dead. And he'd been sentenced in 2017 to life for two aggravated assaults. And he was living by himself in the cell, again, dying at the age of 42 years old. Could totally be innocent, could totally just be natural causes here but another death in a tennessee prison a state that's been just under the gun for all of these deaths mostly at parchment that's not where this incident happened over the weekend but an ugly situation for governor tate reeves to have to figure out in jackson mississippi a 17 year old boy has now been charged with fatally shooting his mother and his six-year-old brother in their home in virginia and has been apprehended after he tried to shoplift hair dye clothes and a backpack from a north carolina department store according to police as levi norwood arrested over the weekend after employees at a target in durham north carolina found him in the sporting goods section and called police in the store's parking lot, investigators found a car Norwood stole in Virginia after killing his mother and brother and wounding his father and a skirmish there Friday evening in their home in Midland, Virginia. Investigators didn't immediately find any guns in Norwood's possession. The car stolen was brought back to Virginia in search for weapons. His father, who escaped and called for help, was in stable condition at a hospital on Saturday. Norwood charged with two counts of murder and the killing of Jennifer Norwood, 34, and her son, Wyatt. Midland, which is in Virginia, it's 55 miles southwest of Washington, D.C. An ugly situation there. And we are our thoughts there to that family there after the 17-year-old charged with fatally shooting his mother and his six-year-old brother and then fleeing and heading to Durham, North Carolina. Amazing that the authorities there were able to apprehend him. Now to an update on a story that was all over national news at the eh, right before Christmas, technically, is when this story broke. And it was a story I really haven't talked about here on the Y'all Show all that much, if at all, because 
I didn't think this would be a national story, but it ended up being a national story. And I actually have a connection here to the death of 18-year-old Tess Majors. She was the Barnard College student that was murdered in the days just before Christmas. And now over the weekend, a 14-year-old has been arrested in the stabbing of this college student from Charlottesville, Virginia, as she was stabbed in a park right next to her college during a robbery attempt in December. And now I think multiple youngins, I mean, literally 15, 14 year olds are the ones that committed this awful crime in New York City. And over the weekend, this 14 year old arrested charged with second degree murder and robbery and is the second teenager to be charged in the attack on the 18 year old majors at this park in Manhattan. And I know this got a lot of attention as the governor, rather the mayor who was running for president at one time de blasio he was in the news about this a 13 year old arrested back on december 13th was charged as a juvenile with felony murder murder told detectives he was at the park with other youth but wasn't the one who stabbed majors but an ugly situation there at barnard which is part of columbia university the ivy league institution there in new york city now as i may have mentioned before this unfortunate killing killed 18 year old tess majors and she was the daughter of Inman Majors. And I've actually had Inman on our show here. And Inman has been a friend of mine, although I haven't seen him all that much throughout the last couple of years. But he is a guy who is a writer. He's penned a couple of books. He is the nephew of Johnny Majors, the great Tennessee football coach. And at one time was a coach of the Pitt Panthers back in the 1970s. And he actually sent an I, I know him I've, I've interviewed him i've gone to lunch with inman and a, a fine great southerner a native of the middle tennessee area and he sent a, a letter out or email back at the end of january so less than a month ago but here's what he wrote and he wants to make sure that we don't forget his beloved test and the whole major's family so here's what he wrote and i'll share it with you since this is back in the news as this comes from inman major's father of the murdered 18 year old test majors Hey folks, please forgive the group email, but I thought some of you might like to see two websites that we've set up for tests. They are basically just spots where she can continue to speak for herself. Thanks to all of your letters, notes, prayers, and thoughts. Even if you're on the list and have not yet reached out to us, finding the words impossible, please know that Christy Maxwell and I know you're out there wishing you all the best. Inman. And the two websites that are that are up that promote test majors is testmajors.com and patientzeroband.com is the other one. I think that was her sort of punk rock band that she was a part of, but a, a real tragedy there. And this, again, was a major national story, partly because it happened in New York City, partly because it was so gruesome. She was stabbed right next to this Ivy League college and then essentially bled to death right there on the doorsteps of the college campus. And that doesn't happen, evidently, every day in New York City, but a connection to the South and really Southern royalty with the major's name. We we wish the Majors family all the best. And again, a 14-year-old now has been charged with the death of Tess Majors of Charlottesville, Virginia. New evidence has linked a six-year-old, the six-year-old girl from South Carolina last week that was found dead near her home there in Casey, South Carolina. Evidence now linking 
this to her death to a neighbor whose body was found shortly just after her body was found. And this comes to us from the South Carolina law enforcement offices. Now, Tuesday, they're going to be an, there's an autopsy scheduled at MUSC in Charleston, South Carolina. And evidently, the authorities will know a lot more with the autopsy that will be taking place again on this awful murder from last week of a six year old girl and evidence coming out more and more from this case there just outside of Columbia, South Carolina. A man in Florida is upset that he can't bring a cutout of our 45th president to dialysis as he's undergoing kidney dialysis three times a week. And he was told he can't bring his life-size cardboard cutout of Donald Trump for emotional support. I've heard of support dogs, but a support cutout. <laughs> Unfortunately, Nelson Gibson said that his family can't sit with him during his three-and-a-half-hour treatments. And so to help out, he began bringing a picture of Trump as a comfort item. And this is in Port St. Lucie in Florida. And Gibson said it just feels like he just feels like bringing something from home to make you make you comfortable. Gibson said no one complained about the photo. And he started bringing a small cardboard cutout of himself standing next to a Trump photo. No one complained about the small cutout. And he told the station there in that area that some people even took photos with it. But on Saturday, he took a life size cutout of Trump to his treatment at Fresnius Kidney Care in Port St. Lucie. He said that, again, no one took issue with this new emotional support item, but when he returned just the other day for treatment with the presidential cutout, he got a little bit of a problem there. As they said, it was too much, and it wasn't a Trump rally, evidently. And I don't know if they're going to be able to overcome this. He said another patient brings in bubble wrap and pops it during her treatment, and he said he finds that nerve-wracking, so... Maybe he's being singled out there. But how about that? A emotional support item, a cardboard cutout of President Donald Trump, a perfect President's Day story, don't you think? A man in Florida was taken down with a, sh a shoplifting suspect, taken down by another person there with a grocery cart as this chase caught on camera. A good Samaritan appeared to be at the right spot at the right time there in Peachtree City, Georgia, and the suspect tried to run past him, and, a, and this man got his cart out and pushed it in front of the path of this shoplifter and was able to successfully apprehend him as a result as he knocked the suspect to the ground, allowing officers to catch up and apprehend the suspect. One officer pats the unnamed do-gooder on the shoulder. Another helps pick up items that fell out of the cart. And this happened just the other day at the Home Depot in Peachtree City, 30 miles south of Atlanta. The suspect had taken items from the store and ran into the neighboring Walmart parking lot. The suspect, 41-year-old Marcus Smith, he is charged with felony shoplifting and obstruction. And I don't have a name of the person there in the shopping center parking lot that helped apprehend the man just by doing a good service with his shopping cart. See, shopping carts can be of some good use now if you could just find a way to keep those things from flying around the parking lot when a windstorm comes and knock innocent cars there and dent them up that's never a good thing now how about some governor's news from across the southland here on this monday y'all it's president's day but it, have, it could be governor's day maybe we should give governors a nice holiday here pretty soon henry mcmaster is south carolina's governor and he's now the oldest person to ever become governor of the palmetto state he turned 72 years and 262 days old last week one day older than james burns was when he left office 
January 1955. By the way, if that name sounds familiar, James Burns, I think he was the Secretary of State during the FDR administration and a guy that was very helpful and instrumental during World War II and now and, and went on to become governor of the Palmetto State after leaving the FDR administration. And I think he might have even been with the Truman administration for a while, James Burns. And now Governor McMaster is the oldest serving governor in South Carolina's very, very long history. I think South Carolina has had over 100 governors, by the way. The governor told the Charleston newspaper that, that becoming governor after a long career, of which at one time he was the head of the Republican Party in South Carolina, also was the state's attorney general, a U.S. attorney general, and also a lieutenant governor before becoming governor when Nikki Haley took the United Nations post there for the Donald Trump administration. And he said he's learned a lot of different things in his job there as South Carolina's governor. If he wins a second term, he would leave office January 2027 at the age of 79 years old. Henry McMaster. And if you're ever looking for a good character with a good Southern voice, Google Henry McMaster, South Carolina governor. He's got a pretty cool Southern accent, I must say. He's kind of got that antebellum accent which is a dying thing, sadly, out there. as a show that promotes the accent of the South. Governor McMaster of South Carolina's got a really, really good accent. Not quite as good as Fritz Hollings, the old senator who passed away recently. But, yes, check him out. A good accent also is found with Greg Abbott, the governor of the state of Texas. How about this story coming to us from Austin? He, he Governor Abbott of Texas recently got a summons to be on jury duty, and he showed up to serve, but he actually didn't get picked. And he went on Twitter to talk about the case. He said, my jury duty is over. Get this. The case involved charges against a person accused of illegally parking in a handicapped parking space. Not surprisingly, I wasn't picked. Thanks to all who answer the civic call of duty to serve on the jury. Now, if you know anything about the governor of Texas, he, since 1984, has been in a wheelchair as at age 26, a large oak tree fell on Abbott as he was out running. The impact left him paralyzed from the waist down. And so of all things, he gets called to jury duty and it had something to do with a handicapped person. And, uh, yeah, I can see where he didn't get picked for that case there in Austin, Texas. And finally, put a little smile on your face. A cargo ship rocketed toward the International Space Station on Saturday. And this cargo ship may, may have had the most important cargo, the most important payload you could have going outer space. It carried candy and cheese to satisfy the astronauts' cravings. As Northrop Grumman launched its Cygnus capsule from the Virginia seashore and a four ton shipment arrived at the orbiting lab or it's, it's going to arrive there, I think, on Tuesday at some point, depending on what time zone you're in, as it took three times over the past week to get the Antares rocket off the pad and it finally took flight with a great launch recently there from the Cape Canaveral and Virginia area as well. And it's going to go to space, and it's got, of course, the usual gear that the astronauts need there on the space station. But it also has cheddar and manchego cheeses, Man manchego, i never heard of that one, fresh fruit and vegetables, chocolate, and three kinds of gummy candy expressly requested by the three station astronauts. And those astronauts wanted Skittles, hot tamales, and Mike and Ike's as they've, <laughs> they, they need those outer space when they're working hard. 
at the space station. And this space station, of course, partly constructed by the great folks there in North Alabama near the Huntsville Decatur area. And yeah, they need those those goodies to keep them going there, keep them fueled outer space with the space station. And that wraps up a look at headlines here on today's y'all show. We've got some business headlines to get to, including the passage of probably the most famous rodeo clown, rodeo clown in America. Lucille Harris has just passed away at the age of 83. Information on him and other activity across the Southeast from a business perspective. That information is coming up next. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Keeps coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you. And I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. It's Friday night, baby, get ready, set, go Gonna take you to the crystal and a picture show Well, the sky's the limit, there's no price too high Baby, you're the apple of my eye Got my paycheck in my pocket and some gas in the tank Honey, your love's better than money in the bank Hey, we're back on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent And it is time here for a moment to talk a little business 
Do you mind if we talk a little business? We've got some stories coming to us from the state of Tennessee to start things out with, and this story also includes the state of Kentucky, so congratulations to these border states. But right now, during Black History Month, a couple of new additions to the National Civil Rights Trail, the U.S. Civil Rights Trail is what it's called, and they've added the Muhammad Ali Center in Louisville and the S.E.E.K. Museum in Russellville, Kentucky, as two new sites in Kentucky. And in Tennessee, Bill Street Historic District and WDIA Radio also added to the U.S. Civil Rights Trail, which was launched in 2018 to promote civil rights tourism. The sites announced on Thursday of last week at B.B. King's Restaurant on Bill Street in the Bluff City of Memphis. Governor Bill Lee, in a statement of Governor Bill Lee of Tennessee, that is, said today is a special day as Tennessee shines a brighter light on the brave men and women who stood up for equal rights. I'm proud that with the addition of these two sites, travelers from around the world will have the opportunity to learn about Memphis's deep civil rights history that u.s civil rights trail includes about 120 churches courthouses schools museums and other landmarks dotting across the country that involve the civil rights movement of the 1950s and 60s and these new locations of course being added during the 2020 black history month now if you're familiar with bill street in memphis it was established way back in 1841 and it featured black-owned businesses and became a place where blacks could work and enjoy themselves during the days of segregation. And it's the most popular tourist attraction in the city of Memphis today. Again, a black area of Memphis that became the number one tourist attraction of the city of Memphis. Well, Graceland is also pretty important, too. But at least in downtown Memphis, that's where the where the hub is there. In that area of Memphis, you also have WDIA radio station, and this was the first radio station in the country that programmed entirely for the black community. It launched in 1947 from studios on Union Avenue in downtown Memphis, and it's broadcast heard from Missouri to the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and it's right there in downtown Memphis. Now, in the city of Louisville, Kentucky, you have the Muhammad Ali Center, which features exhibits centered on the champions, boxers, and influential life and career. Of course, he died in 2016 at the age of 74 in russellville the Sikh museum that's s-e-e-k it recognizes the work of journalist allison alice allison dunnigan with a life-size bronze statue and an exhibit about her achievement she was the first black woman admitted to the press corps at the white house congress and also at the u.s supreme court and this is in russellville which is about two hours south of louisville and only about an hour north of nashville and according to the website for this u.s civil rights trail other sites on it include the birthplace in atlanta of martin luther king jr the edmund pettus bridge in selma and the little rock central high school in arkansas so a couple of businesses here in the south recognized as part of this u.s civil rights trail now just outside of memphis is collierville and a local celebrity there from collierville has passed away sadly at the age of 83 legendary rodeo clown lucille harris has died and he died just after appearing at the dixie nationals radio in jackson mississippi just the other day as he had a long career in the rodeo starting as a bull rider and then a bull fighter before ultimately becoming a rodeo clown the sports top funny man was lucille harris he was named the dean of rodeo clowns and was named pro rodeo cowboys association's clown of the year 
1992, 94, 95, and 96. He appeared on TV shows like Hee Haw and was also in films like Walking Tall, The Final Chapter. Lucille Harris, Coggerville, Tennessee's native son, dead at the age of 83. And rodeos won't be the same. To the world of agribusiness we go, and in the boot hill of Missouri, there's actually some peach farms that are pretty common right there along the Arkansas border. And over the weekend, a jury has awarded one of the local peach farms of the boot hill of Missouri a $265 million settlement, and this is in punitive damages to a peach farmer who argued that weed killer Dacamba had drifted onto his orchards from other farms and had severely damaged his trees. And with this award, it could bode well for other farmers suing chemical makers. The punitive damages awarded to Bill Bader of Campbell, Missouri. It came a day after the jury awarded him $15 million in actual damages, agreeing with his argument that Dacamba had drifted over from other farms and severely damaged Bader Farms which is one of Missouri's largest peach farms. His attorneys argue that his trees likely wouldn't survive the Dicamba exposure, according to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch newspapers. Attorneys for Bayer, the company that makes Dicamba, uh, they have vowed to appeal, or Bayer, they've, uh, they've vowed to appeal the case, but a very big decision there. As farmers have been saying this for more than 50 years, but after Monsanto, which was bought by Bayer in 2018, released the combo-tolerant cotton and soybeans, the weed killer's use became more widespread, leading to more complaints from neighboring farms whose non-Dacamba-resistant crops were getting killed off by this drift of this, uh, this product used in the world of agriculture. But again, a $265 million lawsuit awarded a, a settlement to a peach farmer there I would consider him a pretty small farmer, but what a settlement there. And this had nothing to do with life, someone losing their life or being injured in that part of Missouri. This was property damage, damage to his crops, $265 million. Not a bad day there for that farmer. And finally, some business news out of the Mississippi Delta that ties into Charleston, South Carolina. Refuel Operating Company, and the head of that is a personal friend of mine. They've announced they are going to purchase Double Quick stores based out of Indianola, Mississippi. As Refuel is a company that is based in Charleston, South Carolina, and they're buying this Mississippi Delta region chain. Double Quick's got 41 stores from Oxford to Grenada down in the Mississippi Delta and across portions of the Magnolia State and stretching into Arkansas where they have eight locations in the natural state. And it's a chain that's been run by Gresham and McPherson, Tom Gresham and Bill McPherson. They're selling out to this refuel out of Charleston, South Carolina. So look for a change there. If you're in the need to refuel, your double quick could be rebranded. They're still making their decision on what they're going to do. I will tell you, as a guy who's been into refuel stores, you're talking, I mean, I've, I've been blown away by some of our convenience stores across the Southeast that I've been into lately. There's a trend where it's like make convenience stores great again. I'm not saying all of them are like this, but there are some really nice gas stations across the Southeast. And there's some really nice gas station bathrooms. I just went into one on Sunday and it, it was as nice as any restaurant in the entire town I was passing through. So, 
it doesn't take that much to make gas stations a little nicer and one of the i know one of the hallmarks of refuel is the food and one of the reasons evidently mark jordan who is the ceo of refuel bought double quick was their food service so hey if you're a southerner you gotta like your good gas station food and it looks like double quick could be even better the food choices there if mark and refuel come into mississippi and arkansas and do a good job as i know they will congratulations bud and and good luck there and makes me want to go to a double quick right now get there on the double quick that wraps up our business news from here across the south we got a quick hashtag huddleballoo coming your way after the break so make sure you stick around we've got some president's day themed tweets that we found and we're going to share that with you here all coming up on the y'all show Keeps coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you. And I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Last segment of this first hour of the All Southern Program. And we start out this segment with hashtag hullabaloo. Hashtag hullabaloo. Let's get a little bit more excited about it. It's President's Day, y'all. And you might be off and, and getting a paycheck here on this holiday, a federal holiday. Congratulations. Well, one person is going to put a notice on their door that they're closed on this day in observance of President's Day, but it's not exactly what you might think here. Callie Boho Chick at Callie B-O-H-O-C-H-I-C. Chic. <laughs> she writes, this is my idea of President's Day. And she's got a picture of her printout that she's going to be sticking on her door. All right, y'all ready for this? It says, we will be closed on Monday, February 17th in observance of of 44 out of 45 presidents well she doesn't say which one she's not going to be celebrating in observance of 44 out of 45 the assumption of course she may not be happy with our current president number 45 so she's observing 44 out of 45 but maybe she is actually a fan of president trump and she is just just so fed up with that darn martin van buren she can't stand that guy she doesn't like calvin coolidge she doesn't like garfield (laughs) or it could be our own number one president george washington i'm not sure who callie boho chick or chic however she wants me to pronounce it here but she's going to put this sign on her door so whether you're celebrating 45 or not there 
Happy President's Day to you, Callie Boho Cheek. Now, Ambassador Randy Berry is on Twitter, and he is the U.S. Ambassador to Nepal. USAMB Nepal is his official Twitter account. This is literally the ambassador to Nepal, Randy Berry. Now, prior to this gig, he was in the Obama administration. How about the role he had there? He was the United States Special Envoy for the Human Rights of LGBTI persons. And that's the first time I've ever seen it listed as LGBTI, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual. And I don't know what the I stands for. Usually that's a Q on the end of that. But that was his official role as created by the Obama administration. I think that was with the United Nations. I think U.S. Special Envoy for the Human Rights of LGBTI Persons. And guess what? That role that he had is no longer in effect. The Trump administration has not continued that role there. Uh, executive privilege. I guess it was an executive privilege or an executive decision of the Obama administration to create this special envoy. And the Trump administration has said, nah. Now, I think there's a website, but there's not necessarily a person in this role. So what did Randy Berry do? He segued from this position to being the ambassador to Nepal. Now, I know over this course of impeachment, we saw people like the former ambassador to ukraine it was just so awful that she was pulled from her post look when you serve in these jobs you're serving at the pleasure of the president whoever the president is and so if a president wants to fire you reassign you that's that's part of the job and you have a right to not work the job you can resign you can you can go work at walmart and leave your position if you want and that's exactly what yovanovich i believe was her name uh, she she could have done that anytime she wanted to. In fact, I've been told, I think I read this somewhere, that she's now a professor somewhere in D.C. at one of the law schools, and she called that her dream job in the past before she was ever reassigned or fired or whatever word you want to use. So these ambassadors serve at the pleasure of the chief executive of the country, and that's what Randy Bear is doing now. Now, as ambassador to Nepal, He's been active on Twitter in the last few days. And here's what he wrote. Happy President's Day. Today, we honor and celebrate the legacy, achievements, and contributions of our American presidents. As a history buff, enjoy reading about their lives and challenges and would love to know who is your favorite U.S. president. And he's got an image there attached to his tweet of all 45 United States presidents. And he's He's got the call out there. Who Who's your favorite U.S. president? So if you want to, go to the Twitter account, USAMB Nepal, and Randy Berry right there, who is not from the South. I think he's a native of Colorado originally. He's asking for your input on who your favorite American president is, favorite U.S. president. And we're going to talk to Jerry Short in an hour or two today about American presidents. We actually have 46 American presidents and we'll explain that one in hour two if you want to stick around for the fun there with our Takapola storyteller. All right, one more President's Day related tweet that we're going to get to. This is from Jerry Dunleavy at Jerry Dunleavy, D U N L E A V Y. And he's with the DC Examiner. He's a reporter there. He writes in his profile Faith without works is dead, the dogma lives loudly. That sounds like something that's perfect for a T-shirt. And what Jerry Dunleavy's done on Twitter, he's kind of stealing a page 
from the ambassador to Nepal, Randy Berry. He writes, best presidents, worst presidents, most overrated presidents, and the most underrated presidents. And he's got his own kind of take on all of these categories. So Jerry Dunleavy, again, with DC Examiner, a journalistic enterprise coming from our nation's capital. Jerry Dunleavy's list of the best presidents, George Washington, no argument there. He's got three of them listed here. The best presidents, according to Jerry, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and Ronald Reagan. The worst presidents, according to Jerry Dunleavy. James Buchanan, many would consider him to be the worst president probably helped create the civil war if you go back and look at history his complete impotence in the days leading to the worst portion of our nation's history did not help things at all and he was not from the south by the way he was from pennsylvania so don't hold that one on us northerners another according to this guy worst president and i've got to disagree on this one woodrow wilson a great southerner a guy with connections to georgia south carolina and virginia woodrow wilson of course the president during world war one and is he one of the worst presidents well if you if you actually go back and look at his administration there were some things that went on that were certainly controversial some people would really hold it against him that he actually i think he debuted birth of a nation in the white house in 1916 somewhere around that time period and we know that movie today is not exactly a nice movie to show to your youngsters but it was one of the first it was it may have been the first major motion picture and that's one reason it was shown in the white house a movie created by the way by a former confederate soldier birth of a nation and another of the worst presidents according to this guy andrew johnson of tennessee the first impeached president by the way but he just like President Trump, able to hang on in the Senate. And there was, of course, in the days just after Lincoln's assassination, a, a crazy time in this country. So I, there's maybe another side to Andrew Johnson's story, but he's listed, according to Jerry Dunleavy, as one of the worst presidents, one of the three worst presidents in our country's history. The most overrated presidents, according to Jerry Dunleavy. This one may be the most intriguing category. He's got listed here as most overrated Franklin D. Roosevelt. John F. Kennedy and Bill Clinton. His opinion, not mine, okay? And then he's got the most underrated presidents, guys that should maybe get a little bit more attention, a little bit more, another look. They weren't appreciated for what they did, okay? One, George H.W. Bush. Bush, what, 41, uh, who passed away two years ago. He's got him as an underrated president. Now, his own son, George W. Bush, goes around saying, yes, my daddy was the best one-term president in American history. That could be the case. But how could you serve one term? If you're if you're really a great president, you would end up being reelected. But he was not. He got beat by a guy from Arkansas, place, of all places, a governor of Arkansas. Ross Perot had something to do with that, of course. Another underrated president, according to Jared Dunleavy, is Thomas Jefferson, our third president. I, I could, I could understand that. Jefferson often is overlooked. Ulysses Grant, Ulysses S. Grant, the Civil War general who served there just after the Johnson years, and Grant brought some respectability back to the office. However, he lost all his money as president and had to sell his book to 
survive there in his last years of his life. Harry Truman, another underrated president, according to Jerry Dunleavy, a guy, again, who dropped the atomic bomb on Japan, helped end the war, and was able to survive his re-election, or it really wasn't a re-election, his first election there in 1948, you know, the famous Dewey defeats Truman. Underrated, according to Jerry Dunleavy, and the last president, according to this Jerry Dunleavy, of the website DC Examiner is Calvin Coolidge. Calvin Coolidge there in the early 1930s. A guy that, uh, was he 30s? Let's see. Hoover. No, I'm sorry. Coolidge, I think, was the 20s. Coolidge was just before Hoover. Hoover served, and then Franklin D. Roosevelt came. Of course, Hoover, president during the stock market crash of 1930, or 1929, rather. Coolidge must have been in the 20s after Woodrow Wilson. I think I'm right. See, here on President's Day, that's one thing we could all do. Pull out the listing of all of our presidents and find out. Don't don't be like me, scratching your head. You know, I should know who Coolidge is. I actually had a great uncle whose name was Coolidge. And you don't get your first name Coolidge unless you're born when Calvin Coolidge is president. And I'm pretty sure that would have been in the 20s. So that's my final answer. He was president there in the 1920s. And that, of course, part of our hashtag Hullabaloo President's Day fun here. Hope you enjoyed that. We've got a whole nother hour of the Y'all Show headed your way. Stay with us. When we come back, we're going to take a quick look at some of the sports action from the past weekend. One thing, actually, that was supposed to happen Sunday is now going to happen on this day because of rain. The Daytona 500. A quick update from Florida on that. Plus, we'll also share with you the XFL scores from the weekend and some big upsets on the baseball diamond for college baseball. All that ahead in hour two. Don't forget, we got Jerry Short coming up too. All that right here on The Y'all Show. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (laughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. And we've returned for another hour of the show that's all about the South. Hello, it's y'all. And I'm John Rawl. Connect to us via text or Twitter. Our, our text or Twitter or phone in our Twitter account at y'all show. Our phone number to text or call 803-816-1170. Here in this hour, we've got Jerry Short standing by, the Takapola storyteller. We're going to find out what he's got here on his mind this President's Day 2020 we begin this hour of y'all with sports on our mind a little recap of the weekend in sports and 
perhaps the biggest day in all of NASCAR as Daytona 500 Sunday happened. And guess what? It was exciting until the race sort of started. And that's when the heavens opened and it rained and the Daytona 500 postponed. They're going to drop the checker flag or green flag and a checker flag a couple hours later. The race set to begin at 4 Eastern, 3 Central on this President's Day broadcast on Fox. It's the second time in 62 years that the Great American Race will have to finish on a Monday. The delay came on the day that President Donald Trump's motorcade went around the track just before the start of the race on the two-and-a-half-mile track there at Daytona Beach, Florida, as his Beast, the Beast limousine, just as it exited Daytona International Speedway, the sky opened for a little bit of a rain shower, and that forced drivers back to pit road, and then they were able to start a little bit and then they had to go back in and it ended up being postponed for a while after nascar drivers were back at their cars late on sunday afternoon and eh, it's just part of the deal when you're racing outside you're, you're going to have rain delays in this case it's going to be pushed back a whole day president trump served as the grand marshal for the daytona 500 and gave the command for drivers to start their engines Alongside First Lady Melania Trump, he addressed the crowd and called the opener a legendary display of roaring engines, soaring spirits, and the American skill, speed, and power that we've been hearing about for so many years. But a nasty scene there with all the rain, but people were excited that the president was there. A lot of the NASCAR drivers got a chance to see and shake hands and get a picture with President Trump. And a very pro-Trump crowd there at Daytona Beach. But unfortunately, the biggest race of the year, despite the fact that President Trump was there, didn't go down as expected. And you can blame Mother Nature. Maybe President Trump's critics are celebrating the fact that he got denied a – he likes to win. That wasn't quite a win on Sunday with the rain showers. I'm sure he would love to have seen a a full race. But that's – unfortunately, until they start building domes for NASCAR – you're going to have rain problems from from time to time. More sports news over the weekend in Chicago. You had the NBA All-Star Game. And to the NBA's credit, they do the All-Star thing better than any of the other major sports. Major League Baseball's All-Star Game is certainly not what it was 50 years ago. It's not even worth watching, to be honest with you. Only the home run derby is the most exciting part of the All-Star weekend. I think most would agree with that. And then football, my goodness, what a joke the Pro Bowl is. I mean, they don't even tackle in that game. They should cancel the darn thing. So the NBA has at least a lot of activities. A lot of the players go out and are very involved in various events going on in the community. In this case, it was in Chicago this past weekend. And it's a celebrity-driven event for several days. That The whole league, it looks like, really gets into the All-Star game. So we don't give the NBA a lot of credit on this show. It's not something we spend a lot of time on. But they do it right. Now, the game itself, a little bit goofy the way they have done it here in recent years. They don't do it by conference. They have Team LeBron and Team Giannis. And Team LeBron on Sunday won 157 to 155, a two-point win by LeBron over Giannis and the NBA's latest all-star game. Points aplenty in that one. Now to the professional football ranks we go. We had week number two of the XFL, and the D.C. defenders moved to 2-0. and 
as the nation's capitals team shut out the New York Guardians of Coach Gilbride 27-zip D.C. wins. The Dragons of Seattle had a home victory against the Tampa Bay Vipers. The Los Angeles Wildcats opened up their home slate with a loss as the Dallas Renegades and Coach Stoops went into L.A. and came out with a 25-18 victory over the Cats. And the final game on Sunday featured the Houston Roughnecks and the St. Louis Battlehawks. And St. Louis tried to rally there late. Some questionable calls on St. Louis coaching staff. In this new league, you can go for one point, two point, or three point after you get a touchdown instead of doing the traditional PAT with a kicker. You have to go for a so-called two-point conversion, but you have what is a one-point play, which is at the two-yard line, a two-point play where the ball spotted at the five-yard line, and then you can actually get a three-point point after points after touchdown with the ball spotted at the 10-yard line. And as the Battlehawks were trying to come back from their deficit, they were going for one-point plays when really they should have been going for three-point plays. And in the end, they lose by four points. So you have to wonder if the coach of that team out of St. Louis isn't wondering – Maybe I should be taking advantage of this new league's system and the way they've got the point after set up because perhaps the Hawks could have been 2-0 and after this one. They got the big win in Dallas last week. But congratulations to the Roughnecks. They're now 2-0 and there in Houston. Now to college baseball, and we had a couple of upsets on the diamond this weekend as the number one and number two teams both had rough weekends at the office. The Louisville Cardinals won their first game in the opener on Valentine's Day against the Mississippi Land Sharks at Swayze Field, Oxford, Mississippi. But Dan McDonald's number one team, the Cards, ended up losing on Saturday 8-6, and then they fell to the the Sharks 7-6, the Diamond Sharks, with a one-point win on Sunday in their powder blues there in Oxford at the University of Mississippi. And that is a, a setback there for Coach McDonald's Louisville Cardinal team, which, by the way, one of his players, I think he's a freshman, is Mike Bianco, the coach of Mississippi's own son, plays for the Louisville Cardinals. And McDonald, the longtime assistant for Bianco back in the 2001 through 2009 time period, somewhere like that, is when he was in Oxford at Swayze Field. So Mississippi with a big series win over the number one team in college baseball this past weekend. Now, your defending national champion is Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt went out to an event in Arizona that Michigan, UConn, and Cal Poly all participated in. I saw that MLB actually broadcast this tournament. And Tim Corbin's Vanderbilt Commodores ended up losing two of the three games. They lost their opener on Friday to Michigan 4-3. They defeated UConn 6-1. But Cal Poly got the best of the Commodores in the rubber game, and Cal Poly won that game 9-8 over Vanderbilt, and the doors sink to 1-2 in this opening weekend of college baseball. The Miami Hurricanes are ranked number three in the country. They swept their series with Rutgers, winning all three games 2-1, 8-2, 13-6. But one update on the Miami baseball staff there as shortstop Freddie Zamora is out for the entire year after suffering an ACL injury. And experts expect that second baseman Anthony Villar to shift over to shortstop going forward as Zamora is a tough loss for the Miami baseball program 
with that dreadful injury and he's out for the rest of the year according to the sources there with the miami baseball program but uh, that's your basic wrap up most of your top tens the top 10 teams this past weekend won all the games they were supposed to auburn won four games over uic you had arkansas winning all their games over eastern illinois Mississippi State got a series sweep over Wright State. LSU did lose one game to Indiana as Indiana did come back on Sunday and get a 7-2 win against the Bayou Bengals. But those number one and two teams, Louisville and the Vanderbilt Commodores, losing their series, although Vanderbilt was not against uh, other teams. They had multiple teams there in the Arizona desert and their sort of tournament they were taking part in on the mlb network and that's a quick look back at the weekend in sports here on today's y'all show when we come back after the break we've got jerry short the takapola storyteller he's standing by and i can't wait to hear what's on his mind on this president's day 2020 If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. It's the Y'all Show, John Rawl, and we are so glad that you could join us here on the show that's all about the Southeast. Each and every Monday through Friday, we are here on the All Southern Program, bringing you lots of great Southern 
news information and on mondays we do it all with the storytelling front and most of these storytelling issues coming from jerry short you can go check it out kind of like donald trump's got those fact checkers out there checking him unlike the president i do believe most of what uh, is all said about jerry short or what he says just might be true and we're going to go to takapola now here on the y'all show and be joined by the takapola storyteller jerry short hello jerry jerry if i sound a little out of breath there's a reason for that and i'll tell you what i was thinking of you the reason i'm out of breath well golly you said it uh they could check me out so it might not all be good let's wait let's wait on a background check a little bit yeah well, isn't <laughs> it amazing? True, I don't ever remember some of these networks doing these fact checks on Obama or George W. Bush or any of these other presidents, and now with President Trump. And look, Pinocchio may not have anything on Donald Trump, but it is amazing that they made such a big deal out of that. But I got to tell you an honest tale here, Jerry. So I may look a little disheveled if you're watching the Y'all Show here with me today. I uh, I might be also slightly out of breath because jerry i had you in mind because i I was doing something and i was on i was having a hard time i was at the brink i I, well that would that would definitely make you think of me yeah well i was i was not sure i could finish it i i I wanted to give up i wanted to quit it was it it was made you think of me well but i don't quit uh well i thought that it would be the the best thing to just walk away and just end it no, but, no. But because I was thinking of you, Jerry Short, I didn't quit. And there I want I want to thank you for that. Jerry, before coming on here talking to you for the only the second time and the first time was only about three days ago, for the second time since I was in college, I actually ran slash jogged nonstop for two miles. Two miles. That's pretty good for me. Two miles, pretty good. That's good for anybody. And I thought of you because you're a guy before I knew you. The rumor is, and it may be fake news, that you used to run miles and miles and miles. That's true. That's true. Unfortunately, it's uh, I'd roll miles and miles now. <laughs> I don't know if I'd run them or not. Guy asked me in a basketball game the other day. He said, "Hey, what happened to you? If you stand up and lay down, are you the same height?" <laughs> so, I, I, I didn't know whether to hit him or laugh or go along with him <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, I did. I used to run. Uh, never missed a night for, gosh, I bet twenty five years. Well, I, I knew you told me that before, but I, I mean, it's hard to run two miles, and I'm amazed that I can even get there after only about a month of trying and building well, my way up. To, you have to almost run your whole life, and I, I almost did. I know. Uh, I was at airborne school when I was in my thirty three at the second airborne school, and average age was eighteen and nineteen. I'd outrun everybody over there. One guy sprained my ankle jumping one one better better jump and he said, You're gonna have to quit uh trying to walk in uh the image of John Wayne. I know that's <laughs> I we know that's what you're doing, but at your age, how can you continue to run as much as you do? So uh but I loved it. I, you get a runner's high. Uh and it's just it's something that I'd give anything. If I hadn't gotten frostbitten feet in the desert, I'd still be running. Well, I want to ask you, Jerry, I mean, what is it for you? And maybe I can kind of borrow this. 
what is it in your brain that makes you keep going because like i told you it's just so darn easy to just quit and it may be running it might be no, something it, else nothing to do with exercise maybe you got a, a effort that you're trying to mental. complete at work it's, mentally it's, how do you more, do it it's more mental it's like busting through a wall when you run you can start out i don't care if you run every day but once you start running at first you say and might, you might have just gone two miles where normally you would go 10 or 15 miles at night. And you'll say, I don't know if I can go any further. And then all of a sudden, you bust through that wall and you can run forever. And it's a mental thing. And if you stop doing it, you lose that mental part. Of uh. And uh, I think, you know, it is a runner's high. It's such a thing known as a runner's high. And you do get that. Is that legal? Uh, the kind if as long as you hadn't any, had anything <laughs> stronger than maybe water or tea, I'd say it's probably legal. Okay. But uh, if you've had the other, I don't believe you could run ten miles. <laughs> you might make a mile, and that would be it. Jerry, what 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 was it with you that even got you to start running more than let's say two miles like I'm doing right now? I tell you, the first time I really ever started running, uh, I watched a high school football team work out. And then they would run afterwards. Uh, it'd be the last thing they did before they went to the dressing room. And I'd be like a sixth grader. And they would run. He'd tell them, let's run 10 laps or 20. And I would stay out around the football field. And I would stay out there, and I'd run 30 laps. And, and you know, the older I got, it become more of a challenge to run a bigger distance. And... And I just kept adding to it and adding to it. And then I got a friend that's a, he still runs and he's, uh, 69 or 70. And, uh, he, uh, I started him running. He wasn't running and he started running with me and he, he runs slow now, but he runs, he runs three to five miles most every day. And he said, if he misses a day, it really takes it away from him. So I'm really jealous of him because it uh, it does make you feel better, makes you feel better about yourself. Your conditioning is better. Your health is better. I think at my age now, it, it's a mental thing, but I think it, at my age now, I haven't had any problem except, you know, what I'm having now. You know about that, but it's because of, I have a uh, a blood uh vein in my I would say brain but I know you'd come back at, at me with something in my head <laughs> that dissipated and and the uh, uh, doctor told me that that was just uh, just by the neurologist he said that's just the luck of the draw so uh, that's the only thing I've ever had you know kidneys and overeating and heart everything is perfect except that and i think i credit all of that to i said probably 25 miles i ran regular but i ran probably 40 years constantly well i wanted to ask you you said you did it for 25 years but how long was your typical run slash jog or was it all running uh no i would i would run at a really good pace when me and me and this friend of mine would run he would be maybe on one side of the highway and i'd be (laughs) on the other side and and I would look at him across, and we'd be at a, we'd almost be at a sprint. And I would say, John, Johnny, are you setting this pace? 
And he would holler back at me, no, no, you're setting this pace. So it seemed like we would get faster and faster, even though his peripheral vision out my side of my eyes watching him, he'd be watching me. And uh, we'd get faster and faster and faster. So, you know, it's a, it's a situation that you can kind of run the pace you want to run. And any any pace would be good. What you just did did you some good, I promise you. Well, I do feel and, better. Uh, I don't know if I look better. That's certainly up to the audience here that are tuning in to Y'all Show on our YouTube channel and at y'all TV at y'all.com. It does make you, once you complete it, like I said, it was, I thought of you because I just felt like quitting after a half a mile. Now, I will tell you, the humidity and the heat will get you, no matter how good a runner you are, South Louisiana has really heavy humidity. I had a brother-in-law that lived uh, seven or eight miles from where my wife's parents lived. And I would leave at night, and I would say, I'm going to run up to their house. <laughs> literally run up there? there? Literally run? Uh, oh, I'd literally run up the highway. Okay. Along Bayou Lafouche, Highway 1 in South Louisiana. And uh, it's really humid along Bayou Lafouche. And I would run, and I would run at a real pace, and then I would go swimming in their swimming pool. But I, every time, just about because of the humidity, I would call her parents home and say, uh, you mind coming picking me up? What? What? You're not, you're not going to run home? No, no, ma'am. I think I'll let you pick me up because that humidity would drain you. And, you know, I'll tell you a football story. That's one reason that LSU is so good in Baton Rouge. Oh, really? Because the humidity will drain another team. And it's that way in Mississippi also. Ole Miss beat Notre Dame when Notre Dame won a national championship. It beat them 21 to 14 in Jackson. And the humidity got them. Notre Dame lost the ball game strictly because they were not prepared for the southern, deep southern heat. And when Ole Miss would go to LSU, I asked Coach Johnny Vaughn one time, Ole Miss had played LSU 18 times out of 24 times that he coached them. And he played them in Baton Rouge. You're and saying he out of 24 won. years, they played in Baton Rouge. They played in Baton 18 Rouge. 18 out of those 24. The stadium would hold 60,000. Ole Miss's stadium would hold 40,000. And they split the gate. Huh. And so Coach Vault would play that. The year that Billy Cannon had his run and got him the Heisman Trophy, the 57 game, and the fifth they'd been played in Oxford unusually, but the fifty eight game when LSU won the national championship in Baton Rouge, Ole Miss went down there and got beat by LSU fourteen to nothing, and the humidity got him. So Vault figured it out. But anyway, then he went back down there in fifty nine the following year when Billy Cannon had his run. And I don't know if you've ever seen the picture or not, but that's a home stadium in Baton Rouge, the Tiger Stadium. He's sitting on the bench with an oxygen cup over his nose and mouth. Billy Cannon. After he Billy Cannon is after he ran after he ran eighty to seven. Oh, hold on a second, Jerry. I can't say that without saying this. Billy Cannon, great All American. There you go, Billy Cannon. 
Great All America. Go. Now, who said that? Tigers. Who was it that said that on that famous clip of him running that touchdown in '59? Yeah, that was uh, that was John Polich was their announcer at LSU then from Napoleonville. From Napoleon, 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 yeah, you got that from Napoleonville. Go Tigers! And he said, uh, "Hold up, listen to that applause, ladies and gentlemen." That applause is for a great <laughs> All-American, Billy Cannon. Oh, gosh. But, to it, you know, it was the, that humidity, it even got Billy Cannon. Mm. So you just never know. Well, Jerry, you know, uh, I'm not Billy Cannon, so guess where I'm running? I'm, of course, first of all, it's February, so I don't think there's too much humidity in Dixie here no, you're not getting now. But call me a wimp. I'm running indoors at a gym that's got an indoor track. Is is that uh, cheating? Uh, no, you got to start somewhere. Okay. And uh, I don't care if it's a treadmill or a bicycle. Uh, I'd give anything. If I didn't have this deal, I can't get hot right now because of the blood spilling up and what brain i have and uh <clears throat> i've got bicycles and exercises and aerodynes and stuff because you know when i was in green beret special forces and airborne and rangership and all that kind of stuff you know i just would run all the time and do push-ups and setups but now i can't get hot so uh until they figure out the medication to to, to save me and get me back where i can do something but uh even with it cold outside the other day, my ponds were going over from all this rain. And I got down under the hill down there, and it was cool. And I got damp, wet, and got a little hot. And I'll be dog. Got a little of that uh, blood dripping back down in top of my brain from that vein I don't have. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, for you, <clears throat> you can get out there and run with the best of them. Well, I'll do that, Jerry Short, and you can live vicariously through me as I'm running and struggling past that first mile trying to make it to two miles. And who knows, I might break that barrier and go to three miles here pretty soon. Listen, I may have mentioned this to you before, but there's a friend of mine, he's older than I am, but he was an engineer on the railroad, Yeah, on the Illinois Central Railroad. He didn't start running until he was about 40, and he's run the Boston Marathon twice, the New York Marathon and a bunch more, and I've seen pictures of him, and you remember Shorter that ran the stuff? It was a famous runner. No. And won the boss. I've seen them together. I've seen him coming, a picture of him with the clock coming under. Now, he's not a two-and-a-half-minute guy on a marathon, but I've seen him coming under the thing with, like, four minutes. And, and you know, for a guy that didn't start running and never had run until he was that age and then started running all over the country, you know, 26 miles, that's a pretty doggone good thing. So there's hope for everybody. Well, and I hope I don't quit. 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 It's so tempting to quit. And one of these days, maybe like you used to do, what was the average distance you would run and when you were in your prime each day? I would always never run less than five. Golly. I tell you, I worked a lot. And uh, I would uh, we'd cruise timber and be in the woods all day sometimes. And whoever would be with me, I'd tell them, just go ahead and get in my pickup and go on up to the interstate at Shoney's, and we might be 10 miles from there. And I'd say, I'm just going to run on up there. And that would be after six hours in the woods climbing yeah. hills. I don't, that's a lie. There's no way. No it way. Is definitely, I can bring that to fruition <laughs> with the guy. And we're talking in the summertime in Mississippi, likely, right? Um, probably just any time. It okay. wouldn't matter. Ten and, miles uh, on country roads 
And oh, then, well, it was a, it was an asphalt road, and, and you're you're telling me you drive you jog or run ten miles, and then show up at a Shoney's or somewhere like that and actually eat a meal inside. I assume you sweat, so you had now, to be I'm pretty. Tell you, I was a little bit unusual. I always ate my dinner meal at night before I ran. Oh, okay. And the guy that ran with me every night when we ran together for so many years, it still runs. He couldn't do that. He couldn't eat a bite. He'd throw it up. So he would eat later that night. But I would always eat about an hour or so ahead. And uh, then we would hit the, our area that we had laid out on the highways. It was a town between two towns. It was 20 miles. It was 10 miles down to a Grenada to a Duck Hill and 10 miles back. And then sometimes when the cars come in, you had to run on the shoulder of the road and run on rock and all that kind of stuff. You ever have an encounter with snakes? Oh, gosh. Yeah, in the, in the woods, obviously. But well, I'm talking about while running down the highway. Um, no, not really. I, okay. not, nothing I can think about. But I'll tell you one encounter I had one time, which was kind of funny. Uh, at the uh, at the academy we had, the, the private school that uh, my kids went to, I would go out there at night if I was by myself sometime, and we had a track laid off, but it was rough and it was dirt, and I would run it and run it, and I saw it was late at night. A guy pulled up down at the end of the field a lot of nights and watched me run, and then he left, and I was- <laughs> A stalker. You had a stalker. Yeah, and I was about 32 or 3 or 4. I think I was getting ready to go back to that airborne school, so I was probably 32. And so I was running a lot of extra and running a lot of speed. And so he um, he he stopped me one night. And uh, I, when I finished, and I would walk, I'd walk it off. And you know, I'd probably walk around the around the track, which is you know 400 meters. And I'd walk around the track, and then I walked down to the end. And he was sitting down there, and I still looked pretty young. I have a shirt off, and it was at night. And he said, "Look, I coached track over at the high school, the public school." And he said, uh, you wouldn't be interested in transferring over there. I need somebody to run just as like you. And I said, Coach, Coach Picky, I'm, 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 I'm 32 years old. Said, well, you I'm, may never have finished high school. He didn't know. No, he didn't know. And I never. I mean, you are from Mississippi. Come on. There you go. I mean, I could be. I could have been eligible. And, uh, and I, I might have even made a C if I was lucky. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that, I always thought that was funny. And later, he came to be our coach. And uh, my daughter, I guess she was fortunate enough. She was the fastest girl in Mississippi and had a college scholarship in track. But, but we didn't take it. She didn't take it. And, uh, but she ran 100 to 200 huh? uh, and hurdles. Running's she, in his family. I believe your, your grandson's also been a trackster. And- yeah, he was. He was. And then. I got a granddaughter now that runs high school in the ninth oh, grade. Wow. 100 and 200. Well, I'll keep all and of them in my head when I'm running and I'm up there going, <sighs> I don't think I can make it to this quarter mile mark. I, I just want to go home and play with video games and drink milk and eat cookies. Wait, wait, that reminds me. Have you seen the commercial of the boy and his grandmother? And he's laying there and he's playing with his phone. And then he puts his dog on a leash to run on a treadmill. No. And then he picks the phone up and he calls his grandmother who's in the kitchen. And he says, Grandmother, Grandmother, can I have another one of those Cokes? I'm just 
I don't remember if that's what it was. It was a dream. And you should have saw the look on her face. It just <laughs> went sour. And then she, she looked up at him, and he's on the phone, sitting down, calling for her to come in there and bring him a coat while he plays with his computer. Mm. And so, I mean, that's where we've gone, unfortunately. That's where we with a lot have of you. devolved to. And one thing a video game can't do, nor a text, is get you out there and go to miles or a jerry short 10 mile run that's where i'm um, i'll let you know when i get to that 10 mile mark hey well, jerry get there i promise you, right. you just keep you just keep fighting it oh, on happy gilmore there. it was all in the hips well here you'll be glad well you hopefully it's not hips proud. with jogging when and running it's all <laughs> in the head it's all it's in the head, in the head. It's in you gotta you gotta go you gotta break through that wall. And I thank Chubbs for for reminding me of that. Jerry, it's President's Day. It used to be George Washington and Abraham Lincoln and others were celebrated. Now we've kind of lumped them all into one holiday. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about President's Day. Old George and maybe some of these other presidents, even number forty five might get a salute here on the y'all show y'all stay where you are we're going to wrap up this y'all show on this president's day after this break Beep's coming you know what to do hey i'm gonna just rip this band-aid off we need to break up you're just you're not good for me i'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you and i'm not getting any benefits from this relationship you're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed.
and welcome back to the show that's all about the south i'm john rawl and this here you're what you're listening to and watching is the show that's all about the south this is the y'all show and each week we have jerry short the takapola storyteller he's kind enough to join us here on the all southern program and as we wrap up this president's day edition of the y'all show i want to talk to jerry about this day of course i'm actually old enough jerry i remember when george washington had his own sort of birthday celebration and then honest abe he got a birthday celebration somewhere around i think it's february 16th something like that and now we just have one day called president's day to honor not only those two number one and number 16 but all 45 i assume what do you think of that sir well, you know, um, I didn't know you were going to bring that up, but I've read uh, where – You've read? Oh, my uh, gosh. Uh, I, maybe it was Braille. I'm not sure. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> any, anyway, I don't believe all the states recognize uh, – President's Day? President's Day. No. I think there's something like 25 or it don't, mm. or half of them almost. And if you know – Alabama, they only recognize Washington and Madison, I believe. Is that right? I had not heard that. uh, Yeah, because they uh, didn't want to honor Abraham Lincoln because of the Civil War and the war between the states, who uh, uh, is kind of in that mix. But I think there's a few states that don't even – have president's day if you'll check into that well most people don't work or or i should say most people do work at your federal offices that are closed on this day it is a federal holiday so if you had a check coming in the mail jerry you don't have to rush to the post office today that's right but i you know mississippi uh i'm not sure how this law changed in the early 70s didn't it we used to just have uh Lincoln's birthday and uh, Washington's birthday. And then they combined them to be the uh, just President's Day, which uh, if you go back to a lot of presidents or something, I wouldn't want to honor, I don't think. <laughs> Some people uh, wouldn't want to honor the one we got right now. I remember, I remember whenever there was a little bit more of a distinction of the different presidents, Washington and then Lincoln, and it looks like President's Day is falling more in line with Lincoln's birthday. But I specifically remember when George Washington's birthday was celebrated, and the tradition across the country was you got a piece of cherry pie that day. Yeah, that's true. But I, I don't think uh, Mississippi recognizes President's Day as such. Because of Lincoln. Now, Abraham Lincoln, this is uh, hard to believe, and I'll pass it on to my grandchildren every now and then, and they'll say, well, that's not what we learn in school. But uh, Abraham Lincoln was never president of the state of Mississippi, although Mississippi became a state in 1820, I believe, uh, and the war was in 1861. However, excuse me. However, Lincoln was uh, put into office by the time he was uh, put, uh, by the time he took office, Mississippi had seceded from the Union. Yeah, in those days, inaugurals were in March. March then. Yeah. And And then, you know, he was probably, his assassination was uh, in February? No, April. 
April. Yeah, it was later. April. Was it was right after and, Appomattox. And uh, Jerry, were you asleep that day in high school? Well, no, but Mississippi, <laughs> he was assassinated. Yeah, I was probably asleep on. If it had something to do with the war of northern aggression, I probably took it personal. But uh, any anyway, um, he was assassinated uh, before Mississippi became back into the Union. So I don't think that Abraham Lincoln served a day as president for the state of Mississippi and probably two or three or four other southern states. I would think about eight of them at that point by the time. It's eight of them. It was around eight. Well, I mean, I think it's honestly about seven because the first Confederate flag, the first national flag, which is now the basis of Georgia's state flag, its first, I guess, design had seven stars, and then you added uh, four more officially, and then Kentucky and Missouri were added as well as border states. But the first Mm -hmm. seven, I know, were South Carolina, number one, and then I think Mississippi was two, followed by maybe Texas and then Alabama, and then Georgia, North Carolina, and maybe Arkansas. Uh, Who was last, Tennessee? Tennessee was the last state. I think Virginia was the next to last state. That's one reason they moved the capital from Montgomery to Richmond as sort of an incentive for them to become a Confederate state. They would move the national capital, Richmond, which ended up being a bad move. Most of the leaders were there, most of the generals, rather, as I speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jefferson Davis, I think, was born in Kentucky. Uh, We get to town Frankfurt or something like that. No, in Frankfurt, that's... Capital in it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it was Fairfield, maybe. Does that sound right? It's in western Kentucky. It's, I've, if yeah. you've ever driven by there, it's pretty amazing. It looks just like the Washington Monument. It may even it be does. taller it than the Washington Monument where the, Jefferson Davis was born. I'd like to see him take that monument down. Huh, huh. Well, you know, it, was a, it, uh, it, it, it is a pretty big monument, and the church, I believe, is still there, too, last time I was there. The church uh, that Jefferson Davis uh went to oh, and, in uh, kentucky it's, it's right on a tennessee line okay it's not far i mean I, i'd say it's 20 miles from tennessee well of course he ended um, up settling in mississippi around the natchez area Woodville. and Woodville, claim, claim, claim mississippi he was a senator u.s senator and then a secretary of war a war hero was with the mississippi right. legion in the war with mexico stand fast mississippians his famous line That's there right. in the battle of That's Veracruz. Right. Hey, I paid attention in school. I'm kidding. Right. I didn't. We didn't learn about Jefferson Davis in my school because I wasn't from Mississippi. But you do bring up a good point of talking about Jeff Davis. I like to consider him one of the 46 American presidents. So we'll throw him in the in the loop here today <laughs> on President's okay. Day because this is I like not to consider him too. This yeah. is not the United States President's Day. This is the President's Day. And why not throw especially if you're from Mississippi, Jefferson Davis right. is the right. only Mississippian to ever become president of the United States. And then Kentucky, well they can claim him too, but Kentucky can also there. claim Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. And I Abraham I've been to his little cabin too. It's Right there below Barch Town, yeah, and right off the track, right off of the Kentucky. Bridge. I apologize, Kentuckians. I think those are your only two, but maybe Zachary Taylor had a connection to Kentucky. Zachary Taylor had one to Mississippi too. Didn't Jefferson Davis marry his daughter? 
He did, but I'm not so sure Zachary Taylor lived in Mississippi. I think think they got married in Natchez or something. Well, I think Zachary Taylor may have ended up living in New Orleans. And the sad thing was that Jefferson Davis and Zachary Taylor's daughter were only married a few months when she died. That's true. That's true. And uh, And I didn't even major in history, y'all. Yeah, I know. You're pretty good in history. I remember when you took that... uh, Test that my wife got to take Wednesday. Yeah. I will and, tell you, going back to our origin, the original president, and and I think the greatest American president, George Washington. Without him, this country would not have existed, and we wouldn't have the sort of country that we have because of his willingness to not be a king. And, he's a man, and you know the story about the cherry tree with George Washington. Well, he didn't I, cut it down. No, he didn't. But it brings up a story my father likes to tell. My father's a little bit of a jokester. And, yeah, okay. and here's something he he says that maybe you can relate to this, Jerry. My dad, the great Clayton Rawl, he goes around saying, you know, George Washington, he told a lie. He he uh, he's chopped down a cher- cherry tree, right? Isn't that how the story goes? He refused to cut it down. Uh, is didn't he chop it down? Say, I've, he chopped it. Yeah, the words were chopped. But then he lied about it, didn't he? Uh, I thought I thought he actually just had hit it and then quit okay. and it didn't fall. I mean, that was kind of how I remember it. Now, we may need to get our history books opened and see, but uh, uh, either way you look at it, the cherry tree and George Washington yeah. are well, My dad's joke that he likes to tell is George Washington, well, he didn't tell a lie, but my dad says, well, I can tell a lie, but I won't. <laughs> well, might feel a little bit. So he feels a little bit more empowered than even our first president of the U.S. Talking to Jerry Short, wrapping up here on this President's Day 2020. How are you celebrating President's Day, Jerry? Well, I tell you what, I, right now I'm thinking about uh, the war northern aggression. And, oh, uh, uh, the perfect subject here on David, President's so, Day. Uh, <laughs> I, think, uh, I think I'll kind of leave it at that because – I'm going to have to look on the calendar and make sure that we we uh, actually do it in Mississippi. So if Taco Polo don't do it, I won't do it. Well, but, uh, your post office there is certainly doing it. And Well, you know how post offices are. And, uh, you know, that reminds me of a quick president joke. Okay. It's not a joke. It's a president situation. Okay. But uh, when I was a boy in a town of 3,300, there was only one Republican that lived in this town that I knew lived here. And that was commonplace across the South, at least. There were no Republicans except people no. who worked for the <clears throat> post office. This would have been in like 58 or so, right? Yeah. He I was guess. the postmaster. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he was appointed by I... a Republican president. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> that's my president, President's Day. Uh, philosophy that uh, you got to be uh, in the right party at the right time to get a government job. Well, I knew that story from a fellow in the Carolinas. He told me, Jerry, that he grew growing up in the fifties. He only knew one Republican, and it was the postmaster in his town. And oh, he said, man. he said the whole town went around whispering, "Hey, hey, that guy's a Republican." Are you serious? Yeah. Well, I'll be dog. I thought I was the only one. No, 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 no. He he said everybody in town would go around whispering, "Hey." Hey, that, that guy's a—he's a Republican. 
We did too. <laughs> we, well, I mean, when when I was twelve years old, if he'd come out the post office door, he'd point up there and say, "There he is. There's Mister Parker." Gosh, he's a Republican. Did you know it? Did you heard that? So, so times have certainly changed kind of something we all thought about yeah times have changed jerry thank you for the memories and the great inspiration for me and maybe all of you out there listening and watching to us if you're thinking about running a half mile today let jerry short be an inspiration if he could run 10 miles with his work clothes on in the middle of the summer maybe we can truck through what we've got to run here this week thank you sir thank happy you. president's day to you well i appreciate that and i'll uh Look forward to next uh, our next meeting and yeah. and see if we can come up with a uh, mm, Republican. We can laugh at Republicans. We sure can. Okay. Jerry Short, the Takapola storyteller. Well, that will wrap up our Y'all Show. We appreciate you tuning in. The Y'all Show. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed.